be bold and be brave and just go for it. As photographers, we are always looking for powerful images that, that will hold time in place, that will draw people in and symbolize something universal, something shared, something emotional. Everybody needs to see what's going on everywhere. Pictures just stand out. This is how we remember. Insights, kits, and the conversations that matter with the world's leading photographers and filmmakers in Shutter Stories. Hello and welcome to Shutter Stories with me, Lucy Hedges. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about competitions and awards, asking the questions, are they worth pursuing? Can they further your career and take your photography to another level? Are there strategies you can adopt in order to win them? And can they help you in more personal ways as well? It's going to be a super, super interesting conversation as we dig deep into how photographers use competitions to stay ahead and find out what it means to be a winner of prestigious awards. Now, joining us today is Catalina Martin-Chico, whose excellent photojournalism won the 2017 Canon Female Photojournalist Grant, as well as a World Press Photo Award. And we're also joined by Canon ambassador Lorenz Holder. Now, he's a sports photographer and nine-time Red Bull Illume Award winner. And he's also the judge of Canon's Red Line Challenge, which we'll come on to later. Now, I think it goes without saying that these guys know a thing or two when it comes to competitions and winning awards. So first things first, welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Um, hi. It's lovely to have you on the show. Now, before we dive into your fascinating stories, I want to start by getting you to answer a simple question with a yes or no answer. Now, has entering competitions helped your photography career? Yes. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, um, it gives a lot of visibility of your work, uh, mm. of the issue that you are trying to talk about and um, on your career too. So mostly, uh, uh, mostly visibility. And in my case, for grants, it gives you the opportunity to just uh, produce a story, actually. Yeah, of course. Lorenz, what about you? Uh, I would definitely go with a yes. Pretty much same thing like Catalina. I think mm -hmm. it's just your work is now visible to a broader audience and um, one thing maybe a lot of people forget it also gives you a little bit the, the consciousness to continue in the way that you've been working okay catalina i'm gonna come to you first so let's talk about the canon female photojournalist grant now for those of you who don't know what this is this is a prestigious award for female photographers in recognition of their contribution to photojournalism. So can you tell us a little bit about the project that you did? Yeah, sure. Um, I worked on, um, on the project in Colombia uh, about the recent peace uh, between Colombian government and the FARC rebels guerrilla warfare. Um, so I thought the best way to work on this subject was to, to focus on the 40% of female fighters that were in the guerrilla and that uh, during guerrilla couldn't be pregnant, couldn't, uh, had to face abortions or baby mm. abandonments. And then when the peace was signed, uh, the best, uh, I mean, most of them fell pregnant at the same time. So it was kind of a yeah. baby boom after guerrilla. So, 
So I thought it was a beautiful angle to just uh, talk about peace uh, and post-conflict to to follow these characters, these female characters on their pregnancy and the babies of the peace. And that was my, I mean, the way I enter in the subject of post-conflict. Peace in Colombia, everybody knew about it, but do they knew that 40% of the fighters were female? Do they do they knew that they, they had to face, you know, all these abortions during the yeah. or abandonments? And so what meant uh, actually peace for them, you know, freedom of maternity, you know? So, oh, absolutely. Uh, this is what I actually want to do in my work is like yeah. giving voices to people that are unheard. So for me, that's what makes sense in my uh, approach of, of photojournalism, you know. So uh, I don't want to tell the stories that I have already been told by thousands of photographers unless I have something new or a new angle, mm-hmm. a new approach, you know. Yeah. So for me, it was interesting to... Uh, you know, they are unheard. I mean, uh, FARC uh, iron, uh, are unheard. Colombia is mostly unheard. So mm. uh, women in the FARC in Colombia, they are minority of the minority. So I like to uh, to give them the possibility to, to express, you know. I can, I can hear it in your voice, you know, the excitement, the passion that you have. So, so did you encounter any obstacles? Oh. First, uh, first obstacle was a financial obstacle. Actually, I, I just uh, when you have an idea and you want to tell a story, you need some funding, you know. So at the beginning, mm. the thing you do is go around the magazines that can give you an assignment and try to convince them, and that's what I did. And it, it didn't work at that moment. It was not the right moment, whatever. And so um, I don't do that very often. But I just paid myself the trip, you know, because I really believed in that story. Mm. So. Uh, first obstacle was financial, okay? And so I had to do a low-rate trip. So the second obstacle went because um, I arrived because I couldn't pay a fixer. A fixer is, is what we call like a, a local person that can open doors and mm-hmm. uh, give you authorizations and accesses, yeah. right? And so I couldn't afford a fixer because it's quite expensive. And so I had to make access on my own. And all these FARC rebels were in the middle of the jungle in very um, remote areas areas and difficult to access so yeah. and then once you are you cross all the country you have to create trust and be accepted there are obstacles in all in all the stories uh, there are there is obstacle in, in the uh, and the more obstacles there is the more interesting the story is actually mm-hmm. because the less people go uh, to cover it or document it you know kind of so um, but you know you have to take your time be patient have access uh, make sure for your own safety and then believe in your story and then mm-hmm. things happen you know and Lorenz you've won the prestigious Red Bull Illume award nine times is that right yeah, it's like nine categories over um, nine years. So it was two overall and then some categories. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the award and what it involves? Um, the Red Bull Illume is probably the biggest um, award for action sport photography. And mm-hmm. it's a worldwide competition that takes place every three years. I think now they change to two years cycle. And yeah, but it's pretty much like the Oscars of action sport. Do you still get the same buzz every time you win? That sounds like that I'm winning like every year, but that's not the case. Like there are, I think last time there were 50,000 images. And um, when you enter, you're not expecting to like even make it into the finals or something. You just hope that, fingers crossed, and 
yeah, you never know what the other guys are doing. So um, yeah. of course, it's a thrill. Every for, like every award was something special where I had no idea that this uh, will happen. So it's, it's every time shocking. <laughs> and is that because you're not believing in yourself, or because the competition is so strong? Uh, there are fifty judges, and oh, yeah, wow. some people are more into black and white, and some more into like closer images. So. Yeah, you don't like even if I think it's a good picture, I don't I have no idea how the judge is going to think about it. So it's yeah, it's it's always a surprise and like fingers crossed and hope the best. And do you think strategically about the competitions that you enter? Uh, not really. I always follow the, the way how I see photography and how I want to create images. And then there are the competitions. And I th when I see a competition and I think I have maybe... A good picture that suits a certain category i just enter it but um it's not that i look for competitions and then go out and shoot for that competition so talk me through a couple of the images that won you the illum award like there like the first one where i won the overall it was a a huge satellite dish in a landscape like um and it was snowing and it was in, in the middle of the night. And I used some flashes to light up the whole satellite dish. I probably like 30 meters high. And I had a snowboarder that went on the side of that satellite dish and jumped out of it. And um, oh my I gosh, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty weird. But um, it's, um, it's more like an architectural picture of a huge satellite dish in a snowstorm um, with an athlete in it. I was just fascinated by that structure in a, in a yeah. beautiful Bavarian landscape. Like I just went there a couple of times to shoot landscape images. And so one day there was fog in the air. Mm. And um, like that was such a misty afternoon and then it, it got darker and then I came back from the shooting and I had some flashes in my in my car and I just uh, thought this is going to be such an experimental thing and I just want to see how how this structure will look in fog and with flashes. Yeah. And after that shot, when I saw the image, I thought, oh, this could be maybe a potential spot for snowboarding as well. Um, a lot of my locations, first, um, I'm just fascinated by, by the places. And then somehow I recognize that there is maybe a potential for maybe skateboarding or BMX or snowboarding. So it's always a development of an idea or ideas that I have in my head. And it's not that I come to a spot and I say, oh, wow, that's it. That's yeah. perfect for this. It's more the idea grow and they grow over time in my head. And then <laughs> when, once uh, the idea is ready in, in my head, I just go out and, and execute them. Okay, so we're going to talk about the benefits of entering competitions. Why is it an important part of a photographer's career? Lorenz, I'm going to dive in with you first. I think first of all, it's it's so much fun to enter competitions as well. Yeah. But uh, of course, the benefits are like the obvious ones are the the price money you get. But um, second is probably all the the attention you get from the like media and mm -hmm. newspapers worldwide, and like just the recognition you get and your work gets seen by many people. But um, like I said before, like the third thing that is really important for me is that it, I just got um, so much positive feedback of the way I work and that people actually 
like the way how I see images and how yeah. I want to show action sport to to the world. And if I think that gave me a huge boost on to continue the way I was working. Yeah, it's it's such a great way to gain exposure, isn't it? What about you, Catalina? Yeah, I agree with Lawrence about the the confidence and the the energy, the positive energy that give, that uh, of the feedback of a winning a, an award. In 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 the photojournalism, very often it's um, it's a grant. It's uh, not only an award, but it's also a grant. So it's really important because that allows us to produce the story. Um, it's very frustrating if you want to produce a story and you cannot because of money. And uh, yeah. this kind of uh, grants allows you um, to produce the story the way you want to produce it, with the time you need to produce it, and it, it telling exactly what you want and not a magazine telling you, okay, you have four days to do a story. You, you can even go back two times and spend one week or spend three months or spend six weeks. You, you are the owner of your own uh, story. And so it's really very important in our, um, in our career to have this opportunity to produce uh, deep work, you know, with time yeah. and with the money we need. Mm -hmm. Can you give us some examples of how you've directly benefited from winning a competition or a grant? Well, I can, in, in my case, uh, I don't want to talk too much. I'm sorry, I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish and we, we talk, you know. No, but uh, in my case, in, in this particular Female Canon Photojournalist Award, it was awesome because uh, this grant allows me to pay my ticket to Colombia and to pay, to, to pay the hotel, to pay all the, all the you know, all the, the money I needed to make the story and to come back again. And then this story uh, won the WordPress uh, Uh, contemporary issues and uh, was nominee for photo of the year which is as, as Lorenzo say like the Oscar of photojournalism yeah. and so had a world tour exhibition and then you know lectures everywhere and exhibitions and publications so it's it's a really important impact on my on my career and impact yeah. of the visibility of this story so it, it got a visibility back in Colombia in other countries I have people from Texas writing to me They are studying photojournalism and they want to interview. So yeah. it's kind of a visibility worldwide. So this is really uh, a perfect example of can, how can it impact. Absolutely. And I know you obviously went in knowing that this was going to have a positive impact, but did you ever imagine that it would be received this well? No, no. <laughs> no, because, uh, you know, I apply. I apply to a lot of context, competitions and grants. I apply, apply. It's part of the, you know, not a daily job, but like very often you apply because mm. you need to, you know, it's part of the work. Uh, and so I apply and then I forget, you know, it's like, um, okay, maybe I have uh, 5% chances to get it, maybe, you know. And so when, when it happens, it's, you're really happy. And Lorenz, what about you? Like before I won competitions, there were always clients um, that had an, a visual idea and I was the, more or less the construction worker who put it all together in, with images. And after I've won um, some prizes, I was able to come up with, with concepts and ideas and I was able to sell them to companies. So I was pretty much daydreaming what would be a cool shooting. Yeah. And, um, and then I just tried to find money for it. And it was really cool that actually there are companies who think, yeah, that's, that's 
a cool idea that you have and we're going to support you and let's do it together. That must have been such a great feeling. Yeah, when you're just the, you know, you come up with ideas and then you look for the client who will give you the money and not the other way around. And uh, yeah, that was, that made me the, like a super happy man. All right. So as you all know, when it comes to competitions, you obviously can't win them all. So have there been any competitions that you've lost? And what have you learned from those experiences? Um, yeah, of course, I've entered competitions where I like never made it into round two, like just failed straight from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And um, the funny part was that um, some of those images um, actually won Red Bull Illum categories. <laughs> so it's um, I was surprised that that I didn't even make it in, a, in another round. But um, I think that's the beauty of it, that you have the judges and they maybe the Red Bull Illum was was more my side for or my um i think the judges really appreciated the way i was shooting yeah but of course there are other action sport um competitions and they look maybe for totally different things but yeah um, absolutely then it's it, it's just it, like the the image is still not bad just because i didn't make it in into another round so um i never let myself down when i I didn't make it into another yeah. round. You should never beat yourself up about not getting into the top spot. I think that'd be quite a very dangerous thing to do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think what pretty much um, Catalina pointed out as well, it's always you need to to come up with ideas where you believe this is a good idea and this is what I want to show. Mm. And um, so you really have to be convinced what you're doing when you got the images that you wanted to create, then I think it's the biggest award for yourself. Then you don't need anybody else who gives you a prize for that. I think Catalina's probably had the same feeling when she came back mm. from her trip and just saw the images and the the ideas she had behind and all that that work and, and money as well she put into it. But when she probably came back, she was super happy about the results, mm. even if yeah. she would not have gotten the prize. Definitely. It's about your own passion anyway. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Catalina, I'm going to put the same question to you now. When you've lost competitions in the past, how, how have you dealt with that? I mean, I've lost more competitions than the ones that I win. Yeah. That's for sure, you know. But uh, this is part of the game, you know. It's, uh, it's very subjective. Um, definitely, the, the only thing is you shouldn't give up i mean this is you know it's part of the game you try to find money uh, in several places or recognition but that it's not only awards it's also you know assignments publications exhibitions other things but of course um, the main thing is don't think okay what you do is is not worth it because you have not been chosen you know it's the you know what you want to do, you know where your your fun is, you know where uh, what matters, um, you know where do you put that uh, scale, you know. So the grants and the awards, it's like something, it's a plus, you know. But uh, the passion is there anyway, you know. Even if, even if nobody uh, would buy me the story or even if I didn't uh, win a, the, the Canon Award, I would, you know. I went to Colombia and I would have come again and yeah. I believed in my story. And if you believe in your story, you will make it. And I think like what Lorenz says, sometimes you don't need someone to pat you on the back and say you've won an award. 
Yeah, that's very important what he said because we, it's a very difficult and cruel world. Also, you know, we are very numerous, and uh, and uh, it's important to to start to love our pictures and to love our work ourselves. You know, we don't need. At the beginning, is important when you are a beginner to show your pictures to get some feedback and criticism, but. After a while, you know, um, you have to be the first one loving your work. Yeah. Um, mm. Am I right in saying that you applied for the Canon Female Photojournalist account nine times before you got it? <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I did. So, you know, it's a matter of um, being persistent also. <laughs> I feel like it can be easy to feel quite deflated. You know, we've all been there, but I think it's how you deal with it. That's the real important thing here. Yeah, definitely. It's a very challenging world. So uh, I think the one criteria of selection in this photojournalist world is, is, is giving up or not giving up, you know. So you have a, it's, it's, it's a struggle kind of in, in, mm. our, in our world. Huh? It's not, um, it's difficult. So um, if you give up, it's uh, more space for the others. So <laughs> yeah. you, you don't have to give up. I mean, I think if, if, but we, we come back to the same issue we were talking about, about uh, passion and how important it is in your life, uh, you know, and how it makes sense or not in your life. But uh, yes, Canon Female, I, I applied nine times and I got it the ninth. Uh, and I was very happy because I really wanted to, to apply every year. It was like a date that was recorded in my mind. So I didn't, I never missed the deadline. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, uh, it's important to see when you're persistent, you, it pays off. Exactly. And would you say sometimes that entering a competition has perhaps pushed you out of your comfort zone? Yeah, because um, that pushes you to be creative, to uh, find uh, new stories, original stories, to go um, to, to go deeper in the story forward. You know, because you don't ha you don't have. A, I mean, in our case, for a grant, uh, you don't have any excuse. You know, you yeah. have to tell the story f until the end because you have time, money, all the conditions are there to 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 make you work in in the best way possible. Yeah. And when you have this body of work, then this body of work will have, a, will have a second life because it's a deep work and a strong work normally because with time you make stronger work. So this work can win other awards, can be exhibited, published. So, I mean, it's, it's 100 benefits. Lorenz, do you think that competitions help push a photographer creatively? Like, as I said before, I'm not um, having a competition and then I, I start going out and take images for the competition. So it's mm -hmm. more like I take the images first and when there's a competition and it suits the image, then I submit it. So, um, but of course we know there are competitions out there and then sometimes we, we think um, maybe it's, it's just a personal project, but I think it's a good idea and maybe I do, I can do one shooting for, for the competition, but in general, I would say, like, I always shoot the picture first and then look yeah. for it. Mm -hmm. But of course, like, when there is a cool competition, yeah, why, why not go out and, and shoot, shoot for it? If there's, like, if you're interested in it and you have the time, like, for yeah. sure. And is that how you work, Catalina? I mean, I totally agree with Lawrence saying that uh, 
I mean, in my in photojournalism, people don't don't have to suggest stories that are sellable, kind of. Uh, uh, but the stories that you really find um, uh, a meaning to do them, you know, or something more personal, more deep, you know, to do them. Um, mm. uh, I think it's a pity that journalism becomes something that um, the people want to see uh, instead of something that you really want to show, you know, the yeah. difference. Mm. <laughs> and uh, more often now it, uh, medias and all these become, be, become like this, like, okay, let's talk about something, even if it's kind of cliche, but it's more sellable. And I'm fighting against this kind of things. Uh, once you are in the field, things are really different from what you think they are from your mm. office in Paris, kind of. And yeah. this is my mission, you know, to be in the field and show how it is and not how we think it is, you know. So when we uh, suggest a grant, when we ap apply for a grant, it's interesting uh, to to apply for something that you really... Uh, no, you have studied, you uh, you have access, I mean, everything um, close to reality and not, okay, this this is going to fit this kind of uh, competition, so I'm going to create the, the story uh, in, uh, in relation to the competition I'm applying. And, of course, you have to adapt. Of course, you are not going to, I don't know, if it's a competition about environment, you, you are not going to suggest a, a war or migration, you know. Of course, you have to adapt. But uh, it's important to, to, to start from, what you, from the reality to the competition and not the contrary, not make things because it's sellable. You make things because you believe in them. Yeah, it must be really frustrating for you from a journalistic perspective to know that there are stories to be told, but you can't tell them. Of course, this is really part of the job too. Frustration is uh, a percentage of, uh, in photojournalism at least, you know, because uh, there's so many stories to be told and uh, really um, few opportunities to do it. Mm. The grant is currently open for entries again. Do you have any advice for people who are interested in applying? Well, uh, I've been I've been applying a long time, and I get I guess I I've been getting better and better uh, upon uh, year after year. Um, of course, very general uh, advice is uh, good edit in the work you are showing because uh, uh, fifty percent is the text. This is a grant, so it's a proposal of a subject that you wanna do or you wanna continue of doing. So. Uh, you have to show uh, that you are a good storyteller. So the edit of the pictures are very important. Mm -hmm. How you tell a story visually. Uh, and the other side is uh, what is your proposal. So in the text, it's very uh, important to know what you really want to tell. Don't, uh, don't focus yourself on a topic, but more in a story inside the topic. I don't know if I'm clear, you know, yeah, for example. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's very, don't be too general. Okay, I want to, you know, to document migrations in the Mediterranean. Okay, that's a topic. But what do you want to tell about this huge topic, you know? So tell a story inside the, the topic. So that makes a, a better angle and, a, mm. and more personal. Um, and the pictures you show, of course, uh, beginning, middle, end, that everything is told visually, which is, uh, we are not good editors, photographers, that's why editors are there. <laughs> Sometimes we love a picture for other reasons that is not the right reason, that doesn't give information or whatever. So we have to get a little bit 
back, uh, make a backup from our pictures and try to be less sentimental because sometimes we'd say, oh, no, this picture has to be in the story. Yeah. A wonderful moment, I remember. Oh, it was so hard to take that picture. But the, the jury, when they see the picture, they don't have all this information. So, it, yes. you know what I mean? So it's very important just to, to, to think about, okay, what are the elements, the information that is telling the story? You know, photographers have to really work on these two aspects. Now, many photographers think of themselves as working in a specific genre. But Lorenz, you define yourself as a fine art action sports photographer. That sounds very cool. Um, tell me a little bit about what that means. <laughs> I just came up with that. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the niche in a small niche, but um, <laughs> I like it there. Um, basically, I'm I love taking landscape images and I love um, architecture and I, yeah, like I really like fine art images. And but my profession is action sport photographer, and somehow I merged all this together <laughs> in my genre, and it's. I think it's, I always wanted to show the beauty where action sport takes place because we're like a lot of times in the most beautiful landscapes in Norway or Sweden or wherever is snow and uh, where, where good light is. And I was always fascinated by the surrounding and I wanted to integrate those in my images. And yeah. even when I'm in the city and there's great architecture, I, I was always fascinated by this. So in my free time, I was always doing landscape. And then I came to, to cool areas where I thought like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an okay landscape picture. But what would happen if I would put an athlete there in as well? So based on that, do you think that merging genres can help give you an advantage and make your work stand out? Yeah, definitely. I would say um, you have to think outside the box and merging mm -hmm. genres is will always result in images that maybe are not there that often. So you always try to create new ideas, new images, new, just an image where you, where you look at it and you say just, wow, that's, that's something I've not seen before. And yeah. I think this is, that wow effect is something that could win competitions. What do you think, Catalina? Um, in our field is, different merging gen, genre, I don't know how to say. Uh, it's, um, I don't know, you have always to be, um, I think you have to pr suggest something original that have not been seen, heard. Um, uh, this is important, that's, that's for sure. But uh, so it's a renew, constant renewal of ideas, of accesses, of uh, uh, stories to tell. The way of telling them, it's interesting also, um, of, you know, maybe changing and think, okay, how I'm going to um, tell this story? Am I, am I going to tell it in black and white, in color, mm. uh, medium format? Uh, or uh, now I'm, I'm doing collodion, which is a very old uh, printing process that I'm experiencing for, for uh, new stories to tell. Uh, so, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, the, the, the way of telling the stories can be an asset, you know, for just changing. But in my case, uh, I think my my way of looking the world is more or less the same, yeah. um, which makes uh, the Catalina stamp, as you said, you know. <laughs> so um, I think that that's so uh, so personal, so uh, so spontaneous on me that I don't know if I actually can change the way I see the world, you know. But yeah. 
it's different. Uh, it's uh, Lawrence and I. We it's different approaches. I mean, yeah, of photography, of you know. So for me, it's the storytelling. So um, so it's it's different. So I guess I have my my eye of seeing mm. the world. Um, and maybe when I once I get older, that will change also. But it's pretty um, spontaneous. So for you, it's less about genres and more about a reaction to the situation that you're in. Exactly. So, Lorenz, when entering a competition, do you think it can be beneficial to forget all about genres? I think I think crossing genres could definitely help. I would, um, yeah, not think too much in genres. Like, mm. uh, I, I always have problems with um, with the genres, actually, because there is fashion photography, there is street photography and sport photography. But um, like in my daily business as a as a sport photographer, I have to do it all. I have to do fashion. I have to do landscapes and uh, of course the action shots. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure why actually there are genres. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like um, like Catalina said, she is more like the storyteller and like her body of work is actually the the thing that is interesting and mm. like on my side it's more it all comes down to one image and um so those are different genres i would say because they, the approach is a little bit different and yeah um she needs those those images to tell the story and to make it like that people can relate to and, and understand why this is so important and mm. why she did it. And for me, it's just like um, create one outstanding image. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's probably the genre. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Okay, so I want to move on now to asking you about Canon's Red Line Challenge. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about the competition and what it involves? The Canon Red Line Challenge is a competition for everyone. Um, the theme of this competition is light in the dark. That's quite an ambiguous brief, light in the dark. What kind of criteria will you be basing your judgment on? Um, I think it's just, like I said before, it's the I, I have to look at an image and it just has to go, wow, this is, that's amazing. Like, I don't know how he did it, but it just looks brilliant and I want to hang it on my wall. Catalina, now, when you think about the brief light in the dark, what does that bring to mind for you? I think it's a fantastic subject. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I told you before that what I like, it's uh, bringing light on dark areas. So only the title, I think it's it's beautiful. You know, it's very metaphoric and you can put lots of things be, behind this. You know, photography is writing with light so uh, in 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 this title is 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 perfect you know as he said it's dark and you are gonna write and or or draw with uh, with light so it's open to to a lot of creativity by the restrictions of uh, the the few light that you have uh, available you know for i mean i'm i'm seeing it as a photojournalist so no set of of lighting but the less light you have in a in a situation um the, the better you see it, I think. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it's very open to, um, to, love, to a lot of creations. And uh, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. So if you were taking part in this competition, where would you start? But my approach would be like a photojournalist approach. So that would be, uh, I don't know, maybe 
wander uh, in the streets of Paris and mm. and, and, and document uh, from the curfew uh, night in Paris. So that would make me see uh, Paris in another way. You know, it's a uh, night in any country and any city. is It's, it's uh, the other side of the coin and it's really very interesting. So I guess I would do like oh, even street photography by night with empty and looking for uh, people walking uh, alone in the streets and making contrast things or I don't know. And so, Lorenz, how can people enter the challenge? How can they get involved? Is it just a case of hopping online? Yeah, just go to the website of the Canon Redline Challenge. And there are all the informations and how you submit the images, what you are allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Like... Mm-hmm. Just on the website, everything is there. And it's going to be like, I already know, it's a, it's going to be a tough judging. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to see the results. And have you got a plan of action in case, you know, you've got like three photos that you just can't choose between? It's going to be really hard because I think probably at the end, we will have, like, a, like Catalina said, when she will submit like a beautiful street photo of Paris and then on the other hand you have like a crazy action sport in in a snowstorm image at night like how do you want to compare those two genres that (laughs) both are really beautiful and that's going to be tough but um, I think uh, like like luckily I'm not the only judge so I think we will (laughs) we will have tough discussions but um, it's going to be very interesting and um, Um, I'm really looking forward. Catalina, I'm just going to go back again to the female photojournalist grant. I just want to ask, how do you feel in general about grants that are aimed specifically at women? Mm, That's kind of a touchy subject (laughs) because I'm more or less, um, um, I'm I'm reluctant about um, questions about female photographers that Mm. we are always asked about. And I feel like a photographer, and uh, to the male photographers, they have they are never asked what yes. do they feel. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I always think, okay, you know, just focus on our work and not uh, about female or male. Um, but we do. It's sure that what is a fact is that we are in a minority in the in the in the industry. That's mm-hmm. that's for sure. And not in the classes um, in photography classes is fifty fifty. And what happens after after the the school of photography and then it's a minority um, coming into the festivals or into the competition so to to fight this i think um, i'm happy that this uh, female uh, canon photojournalist is is just for women because mm. it allows 100% of chances that a woman uh, have this grant and uh, produce um, a body of work that is a quality body of work because it's in good conditions so mm-hmm. Uh, so then a good quality uh, body of work will have uh, the chance of more visibility, of more exhibition and uh, exposure and, and then maybe motivates the 50% of the um, female students of photography mm-hmm. think that there's a, there's a space for them in the industry and this make yeah. me make a good, good circle, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I really feel your sentiments there. I get that all the time as a journalist and I do find it frustrating sometimes you know it's like that's not the important part of who I am my work speaks for itself so to wrap up the podcast what do you know now that you wish you'd known at the start of your career 
um, stay patient and believe in yourself because at the beginning I was always taking images not really sure like if is this the way like the way I shoot is that what people want to see or clients want to see mm. and I always stayed like I said to myself this is this is the way I work and if people like it then hire me if not um I still I'm still going to shoot the same way because that's where I think I'm good at yeah. and I don't want to adopt another style just to get hired I want to get hired because people like my style but yes. that takes patience mm -hmm. that's like at the beginning it's 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 hard like in in the perfect world they see your image without the name next to it and they say oh yeah that's a that's a Lawrence Holder shot yeah, yeah. and uh, to create your your image language is what takes patience and I think that's what people should always have yeah yes patience is definitely key what about you Catalina is there anything that you wish you'd known at the start of your career and yeah I was thinking about the answer actually but um I think that uh what I would like to have at the beginning of my career is also a little bit more confidence. I think uh, I started pretty slow because I thought that I was not good enough uh, to show my portfolio to Le Monde or to the New York Times. Um, so it took me a long time um, just to, to think uh, that my work uh, deserved uh, to be shown and now that I have uh, more experience I, I could say that you know I've, I could have showed it earlier and uh, it was okay and it's just that we have a sort of pressure that we we, we maybe I mean no, I don't say we I don't know if it's maybe just me, but um, or maybe more a female thing that we we, we start we, we we are less confident at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so it's just uh, believe a little bit more in our work, and um, that may be the first step, you know. So do you feel that the self doubt that you experienced hindered the beginning of your career, and do you think that you might have progressed further quicker had you not had that self doubt? Yes, I mean now I wish I. You know, I, I wish I could have more years ahead because I have so many things to do, you know. So uh, now I, I regret uh, just to have been slow. And at the same time, I'm, I know that things, you know, things happen the way it has to happen. Maybe uh, I was, you know, uh, preparing something else with this slow pace or whatever. But I, I remember just uh, um, don't dare uh, show that out, you know, and in the festivals. And, yeah. And, um, now, of course, I, if I see my work back, I, I'm still proud of it, you know, so uh, I, I would, would have done different way um, because it's a very slow industry. Um, as, as Lauren say, we need patience and, it, and things don't, doesn't happen the first year. It happens really slow. So a few years or a few years, you know, so. I think it's all part of the journey. It's easy, so easy to say in hindsight, but I think it makes you who you are. You know, you learn from your experiences, you grow, and ultimately it helps you become the photographer that you are today. For those listening, just finally, what are your best tips for photographers who are about to enter a competition or apply for a grant? For a grant, uh, like the female photojournalist, um, I think uh, I've been jury of this grant um, two years ago. And uh, so I saw uh, all the mistakes that um, people sent. So if I have to say one thing that uh, was really general in, in all the um, applications, 
was that if you want to, it's, it's a grant to produce a story, right? Or keep on producing a story. So if you yeah. have started producing the story, which is the case for a lot of photographers, um, I don't know how to say it in a, in a nutshell, but um, you have the pictures. If, if you show the pictures of, of, of the first part of your job and they are strong enough, maybe we wonder why you need the money to keep on doing the story if the story is already beautifully told, you know? If, you, if the story is not strong enough and you want to keep on doing the stories and you present your first part of your story, but which needs to be completed, so the stories will be, will be, will be weak. And so uh, that will be not strong enough to, to keep your application. So be aware that if you want to keep on doing a story and it's the second part of the story, either you show your first part, which is strong, and you, you tell in the text that the second part is another chapter, Mm-hmm. either or or sorry or uh, you don't put the first part of the story because it's not strong enough and you put an, another story that you have already completed and and that the jury can say okay she's she's a good storyteller she knows yeah. how to how to tell stories we can give her 8000 euros yeah. i don't know if i'm clear about that because it's 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 a, it's a grant so very often the, the people started the job Am I clear about this or I'm making a mess? (laughs) Honestly, you are making sense. And what's even better is, you know, that we're hearing from someone who's been on both sides of this. So your advice is really, really valuable. Okay, yeah, okay. Don't worry, don't worry. That was really interesting. What about you, Lorenz? Do you have any tips for photographers who are about to enter a competition? I would like when it comes to shooting, maybe um, that that's an advice I could give, like... uh, like I've, I've heard a lot of times, oh, it's raining out there. It's cold and foggy. I don't want to go out. Uh, how, how should I create good images when there is no sun? I think that's a lot of like, especially um, the amateurs think a little bit like this, that like you need the sun to get great images. But I think I always get boring images when, when there's bluebird and uh, yeah, when, when there's just sun out there and I yeah, get when, when, my... yeah, when the environment is perfect shooting conditions yeah. yeah when it's raining when there's snowstorms like that's where the fun starts for me like that yeah you get, uh, yeah I agree interesting mm-hmm. pictures and that I think this is when when it's the time to go outside mm-hmm Ah, oh, thank you so much, guys. Honestly, you have been brilliant. Now, for anyone who wants to check you out, where can we see your work online? On my website, catalinamartinchico.com or my Insta with the same mm-hmm. name. And what about you, Lorenz? Yeah, mine is also um, on my website, lawrenceholder.com. And of course, same thing on Instagram at lawrenceholder. And yeah. I'm going to follow you, Lawrence. Yeah, I'll follow back because that's so interesting. (laughs) I love that we're making connections. (laughs) On that note, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to you both. I don't doubt for a second that people listening have been able to get some real valuable insight from you both. And I really hope that you guys listening found these guys as interesting, fascinating and as compelling as I did. You've been absolutely fantastic guests. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. That was really, I enjoyed every minute. <laughs> and thank you all at home for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can rate and subscribe in the episodes listing. If you have any thoughts or feedback on today's episode or the podcast as a whole, why not reach out to us on social media? You'll find our details in the description below. We'd love to hear from you.